My name is Dean Proctor, and welcome to today's episode of the What Is This? podcast. In late 2019, I came into possession of several thousand 45 RPM records from the 1950s to 1980s. In excitedly pulling them from the boxes to examine them, and having been a music fan for my whole life, many of these artists and their records were familiar to me. At other times, though, I found myself, after putting one on a record player, asking, what is this? This podcast, focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection, complete with their pops, crackles, and Q-burn intact, is an attempt to answer that question. What is this? We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Ah, oh my! And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? The on-the-spot interviewer in that 1975 record, which was a top five record that year, by the way, is American record producer and composer Dickie Goodman. And that's maybe the best-known example of a genre of music that he pioneered called the break-in record. And on today's episode of What Is This? We're looking at a collection of break-in songs from my own personal collection. Break-in songs might best be compared to what is known in the music industry today as sampling. That's where an artist uses a clip or a rhythm or some other element from another song as a building block in their own song. Often this includes a hook or a beat that's integrated into a new recording. In his case, Goodman would use brief clips from popular songs of the day and use them to answer questions posed by voice actors on his novelty records. Parody songs and comedic music had long existed in the music industry. Think of the work of Spike Jones and others. Break-in songs, though, were born around June of 1956, when Dickie Goodman created his first record, The Flying Saucer, Parts 1 and 2. He co-wrote this with Bill Buchanan. It was a four-minute rewrite of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio show. The recording actually got them a lot of attention legal attention because it was the subject of a copyright infringement case. But the court eventually ruled that his sampled mix of these clips was considered a parody and therefore an entirely new work. And so that made Goodman and Buchanan free to create more break-in songs, which they did several more times in the following years. By 1959, Dickie Goodman was working with Mickey Shore. They created several break-in songs, too, under the name Spencer and Spencer. But none to date was as popular as Buchanan and Goodman's Flying Saucer songs. By 1960, two disc jockeys named Jim Stagg and Bob Mitchell from San Francisco radio station KYA created their own break-in song. It was a double-sided single, done in the style of NBC newsmen Chet Huntley and David Brinkley, and called Report to the Nation. The record was released under the names of Nutley and Winkley, and was centered around an imaginary political debate involving presidential candidates John Finnerty, an obviously thinly-veiled nod to candidate John Kennedy, and Nick Dixon, who was meant to point to candidate Richard Nixon. 
This is one of the few break-in songs of that time that Dickie Goodman wasn't part of. Here's part of that recording, as it's found on MK Records number 101. This is Willie Winkley outside. There seems to be as many Dixon supporters as Finity fans here tonight. They've been on hand most of the evening, harassing the crowd as they made their way in. Right now, they're singing the Dixon campaign song. Uh-oh, there may be some trouble now. Several Finity supporters have attacked the leader of this Dixon group. They're, good grief, they're tearing his clothes off. The police are moving in now. I'm going to try to get over there if I can. Uh, excuse me, sir, you're on my mic cord. Pardon me. Ah, uh, here we are. Here's the leader of this Dixon group. Would you say something to our audience, sir? What am I doing here? This is... In 1961, Sick Magazine, a satirical comic book, much like Mad Magazine, issued a two-part double-sided single of its own under the name The Sicknicks. And it, too, was a politically-centered recording, centered around the 1960 presidential election of John F. Kennedy. They called theirs Presidential Press Conference. But this record was a reverse of the typical break-in record. In this case, it was the questions, and not the answers, that were asked by obvious imitators of famous singers, like Chubby Checker, and the Marcells, and Dwayne Eddy, and the Everly Brothers, and Bobby Darin. And those questions were answered by a JFK impressionist. All done within the style of a TV dance show like American Bandstand. <laughs> Did you get all of that? Well, here's how it sounded in part, with questions supposedly from Elvis and Connie Francis. Presley here. Mr. President, Eisenhower often took trips abroad, and you hardly ever leave the White House. Why? Well, that's a problem of age. I'm not allowed to cross the street by myself. <laughs> Connie here. Mr. President, where does the First Lady buy her clothes? Now, I feel there are far more important things to talk about than when Mrs. Kennedy gets her clothes in a time like this when the world faces the problems it does. For example, I think a very important issue is, where do I get my clothes? <laughs> in Canada, presidential press conference by the Sicknicks was released on the Rio label, serial number 8581X. It was only when he started to work solo and focus on current events and current pop culture trends himself that beginning in 1961, Dickie Goodman started to have some success. That year, Goodman broke in on the successful ABC television show built around FBI agent Elliot Ness called The Untouchables. Released in Canada on the Zircon label, Goodman's break-in record was called the Touchables. Watch in her hand, police found a note with just four words. You talk too much. The killings continued until Al Cologne was taken into custody by federal agents. Following his conviction, Cologne told an astonished court, Like a rubber ball, I'm bouncing back to you. This promise was never to be fulfilled. That record only reached number 60 on the Hot 100, but that didn't stop Goodman from releasing two other Touchables records that year. Dickie Goodman was still at it the following year, though, with a break-in record based on the ABC medical drama called Ben Casey. Goodman called his record Ben Crazy, and in Canada, it was released on the Apex label. Got to find Dr. Crazy. Here come some nurses. A nurse! Nurse! 
Nurse! Where is Dr. Crazy? Dialysis Park! Better call Dr. Schmorba. He's in the laboratory. <laughs> Dr. Schmorba! Dr. Schmorba! Who's in there? That mule, old river, and me. Wait, here comes Dr. Crazy now. And Dickie Goodman's former partner, Mickey Shore, he took off on Ben Casey as well that same year, but his break-in record was released under the name Mickey Shore and the Cut-Ups, and his was called Dr. Ben Basie. Symptoms come and go. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Sounds to me like we better operate on Barbara right away. Okay, I'll wait till after lunch. What's for lunch, Dr. Killjoy? Unlock the operating room, nurse. But she can't find her keys. Tell them to open up. Let me in. All right. Secure the patient to the operating table. Something's got a hold on me. I'm going to give you this needle to relax you. Interestingly, Mickey Shore's recording was co-written by Dickie Goodman and released in Canada on the Barry label, serial number B, 3115X. Well, break-in records were still being recorded and released by Goodman through the 60s, and as he had previously done, they would pick up on current events and culture and then parody them. By 1969, life was turbulent around the world and nowhere more than on the campuses of America's many colleges and universities. In that year, Dickie Goodman broke in on political unrest with his recording of on campus. It's Mayor Daly of Chicago. Mr. Mayor, what do you see here today? Hair, long, beautiful hair. The student leader is replying to Mayor Daly. Thank you, we switch you now to the White House in Washington. The president has a statement to make to the students. It's your thing. This is Walter Funkite back on campus. My copy of On Campus is on the Cotique label, a U.S. release serial number C-158. In Canada, it only charted as high as number 45. But the advent of the 1970s didn't bring an end to Dickie Goodman's work or to this genre of break-in records. Goodman continued releasing records focusing on national elections, the Watergate scandal, the 1974 energy crisis. And yet he wasn't the only one seeing the humor in pop culture. Writers Jeff McKee and Ed Brown released a break-in record of their own. And it wasn't based on politics or television. It was based around the infamous motorcycle stuntman Evil Knievel and his attempt to jump the Snake River. They released it under the name Grand Canyon. And the song was called Evil Bull Weevil. All right, step over here, Evil. A few questions before you jump over the Snake Pit Canyon and Chattahoochee River. How is that cycle powered? Yeah. All right, what will affect your jump the most? Summer breeze. Evil, when you were a child, what did you want to be? Rocket Well, your uh, parents were against that. Now, uh, what did you tell them? It's my life, and I'll do what I want. All right, now, what has your wife said about your stunts? Well, does the thought of dying ever concern you? Unfortunately, as culturally timely as this single might have been, it suffered from some bad timing of another kind. Its inclusion of a mimicked voice of Ed Sullivan came at a bad time. The record was released at the exact time of Sullivan's death in October of 1974, and the perception that the record might be in bad taste affected radio's willingness to air it. But that brings us back to the break-in song that started this episode of the What Is This podcast. 
Mr. Jaws. In 1975, moviegoers suddenly swore off swimming in the ocean after the release of Steven Spielberg's summer blockbuster film, Jaws. The movie was based on the book of the same name that had been released the previous year, and the premise centered on the deadly attacks on swimmers and boats by a vicious great white shark. Well, Dickie Goodman took that frightening cinematic premise and broke into it with his own brand of musical humor. Once again, they've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why doesn't anything seem to hurt you? He's coming right onto the boat. Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait, Mr. Jaws, that's not the way this record is supposed to end. Help! Help! Perhaps not musically brilliant, and not necessarily comedically brilliant, what break-in records are, are excellent time capsules of different eras. Different musical eras, political eras, social eras, television and movie eras, and more. By picking up any of these break-in records, whether it's Dickie Goodman's or another, and asking oneself, what is this? And then having a listen, it provides the opportunity, even six decades later, to see very quickly what was happening in the world and what was being played on the radio at the time. And that time capsule element of these songs and other songs too make them informative, unique, and a fun distraction to listen to. On the next episode of the What Is This podcast, we'll look at some uniquely Canadian records from my collection that are specifically from Southern Ontario artists. Records that gained national attention, some leading to a great career, while others only provided that proverbial 15 minutes of fame. That's the next episode, episode 8 of the What Is This podcast. What Is This is a podcast focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection of 45 RPM records. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your own social media circles and encouraging others to subscribe. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or any episode for that matter, email me at deanproctor at gmail.com. That's Dean with an E. And until next time, thanks for listening.